my name is Chad. And my name is Lucas. And this is this, this, and this. It's the show with two guys who don't know a lot, but we do know a little. Hey, Buster Brown. Buster Brown here. What's what's in town? You shake, you're scratching your armpits there? Maybe. Maybe. Is that a crime? Is that a crime these days? Not a crime. Not a, not in the slightest. This thing on. Um, I was um. I was, uh, I was talking to a friend's uncle the other day, and I was telling him about how we watched Emperor's New Groove for my birthday. But I was like. These are the options I gave people. Shrek 2, Ratatouille, Emperor's New Groove. And he was like, oh, I bet no one wanted to watch Emperor's New Groove. And I was like, oh, Steve, that's what you thought. I'm glad you're sitting down, Steve. Here's an announcement for you. (laughs) He was stunned. He was absolutely gobsmacked. Gobsmacked and stunned. Two two things you do not want to be if you're a guy named Steve. How, How in pain are you if you're gobsmacked? Depends on how hard the smack is and how healthy your gobs are. I just read, I read that on WebMD. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I learned that from clevelandclinic.org. Clevelandclinic.org. Behind a paywall, weirdly <laughs> enough. I'm looking at an ad for uh, Temptations right now. Apparently, America's number one cat treat. Oh, I thought you meant the band. I was like, they're all dead. Frisky. 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 Are they all dead? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, that could I could see that. The temptations. Oh no. Cat treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what the internet says. Current band members. I'm curious about what they say, yeah. Oh my god, never mind. There are literally so many of them. What the hell? I thought there were four of them. Uh depending on which decade you're in there are millions oh here we go seriously no 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 oh okay yeah it changed a lot i can't read this anymore that's yeah don't worry about it don't worry about it i get nervous when there are too many letters on the screen what do these symbols mean let's just assume they're alive but maybe maybe someone can let us know yeah Maybe one of the temptations wants to come on the show. Do they sing my girl who's saying that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I guess you'd say, are you still alive today? Dead band, dead, dead band, band, dead band. They are most likely dead. dead They're band. dead. <laughs> I, uh, that was... Uh... For those of you listening, Chad and I just played a clip from the funeral of the Temptations. Uh, and that was a tribute to them. So sad. So, so sad. R.I.P. Dave Ruffins. It's the only name I gleaned from the Wikipedia. Dave Wikipedia. Ruffins? He's a Ruffin. Double get it, Bill. Did not expect that name. I don't know why. Dave Ruffins? It does. Said... It, it sounds like a, like a bluegrass singer. I He sounded like a Foo Fighter to me. I don't know. Ooh, Foo Fighter. <laughs> 
Do you think that's how they refer to themselves? If, instead of being like, oh, I'm in a band, they're like, oh, I'm a Foo Fighter. I really hope so. Probably. They're they're kind of an eccentric bunch, so I, I'm I could see that. A tremendous choice for a band name, I must yes. say. The Foo Fighters. We had the Foo, the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> that was a clip from SNL with Christopher Walken introducing the Foo Fighters. Yeah, we've really we've added a new audio element to this of you know playing clips for you all. Dude, uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Anchor has really upped their game. Never to get cut off. No, because Anchor is no more. Uh, they went under. Uh, it's now Spotify for podcasters. So I I don't even have an ad in these anymore. I think it the last one was the first one without. How am I going to pay my rent? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh... What a word! Such a worse name. Spotify podcast for Spotify for podcasters. Anchor was sick because it was the easiest way to make a podcast. <laughs> we can revive it if we just keep doing the ad reads. I think that could that could really get it some traction. Ah, uh, they're like, George, we did it. We're back <laughs> in the public eye. When I say we do the ad reads, of course I mean you. You're yes, I'll do. I, I'm the I'm the ad reader. I'm the reader. The tree. Um, Lucas, take us into our first uh, topic for the day. What right. what, have, what have you got to uh, slop my sillies? <sighs> Horrifying that <laughs> I said that. <laughs> first of all, don't tell me what to do. Second of all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't, don't <laughs> ever ask me to slop your sillies mm-hmm. on Maine ever again. But Super fair. Really, uh, really great use of the word slop in the context of what we're about to talk about. Oh, so we're going to talk about honey, baby. Honey, alert. Oh, that sweet, sweet golden nectar. Oh. I didn't I didn't quite pick up on that. Could you do it a little louder? Oh, there you go. Slurp it up. Yep. Oh, I hope people at home can hear that. Some, <laughs> some mouth ASMR. That's right. We've also, in addition to adding clips to our show, we're also doing mukbangs in the middle. <laughs> we're just going to eat a bunch of honey. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about honey, but I mostly I want to talk about bees. Okay, what incredible specimens they are! Please save them, save them. I think like recently they're getting more more of the credit they deserve. But I was reading the stuff John on the floor gobsmacked, if you will. Oh my God, um, would you like to wager how much honey? Excuse me, burp interlude. How much honey one worker bee will make in their lifetime? And keep in mind that a worker bee lives a month and a half, two months. Um, I am going to say like a, what, like we're talking measurements? Yeah, like teaspoon, tablespoon, whatever you want. I'm going to say two tablespoons. I freaking wish, dude. This is what this is where it starts to get insane. They only produce a twelfth of a teaspoon of honey in their lifetime. Jesus Christ! But to produce that twelfth of a teaspoon, they work twelve hours a day, like out of the hive, buzzing about. You've seen the B movie. You know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. Buzz in, buzz out. 
buzz, 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 buzz. And they don't sleep. So when they're after their 12 hour shift is done, they're back in the hive spreading all the nectar that they collected on the trip. And then when they've unloaded their load, fuel up, back out. There they go. And every day for their entire lifetime, which like I learned was broken up into three stages, each of which is about 20 or so days, give or take. So maybe it's like two, three months of their life. Um, so there's like larva slash being fed delicious stuff to grow. And then they're like hanging out in the hive feeding the next round of larva. It's a real pay it forward system. Oh. And then they do their last third where they're out buzz, 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 buzz. You yeah, know? of course. But still, in their lifetime, 12th of a teaspoon, 12 so hour the, days. Okay. The B movie is like super inaccurate then. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wakes up at the beginning. So right away, that's not correct. It's not. They have cars. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black, black and, and yellow. yellow. Yellow black. Let's shake it up a little. <laughs> that's a great line. Thanks. So, and how long was Barry's relationship with the human? Hmm, good question. Well, let's think about how long an average court case will take. Because there's pre-trial. Good point. And then the case has to be accepted by a judge, which can take any 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 amount of time. And then a trial date is set. We're talking like years at this point. Especially one on such a national scale where the fate of the of of the bee species is at stake. I forgot that Vanessa is the name of the woman and yeah. Ken is the name of her her mean boyfriend. These are winter <laughs> boots. There is a there's a Reddit article <laughs> from two years ago that goes Ken and Vanessa's relationship was already failing by the time of Barry's arrival. It's true. And there's a few points they make that I kind of want to read very quickly because they're funny. I, I encourage you to. This person says, I strongly believe that Ken's relationship with Vanessa was already on the rocks long before the individualistic. These are words I don't know. Uh, Barry B. Benson arrived on the scene. When Ken attempts to kill Barry, Vanessa stops him and completely ignores the fact that Ken has a dangerous allergic reaction to bee stings. Problem. That is a problem. Big red flag. Uh, when Barry interrupts Ken and Vanessa's yogurt night, a tradition that seems to be beloved by Ken, Vanessa easily calls it off, pretty much kicks Ken out, and completely disregards his own feelings on the matter. Also true. Ken, I think, was the only normal one in the whole movie. Yes, he had some real sense to him, I felt like. Yeah. And, anyway. Uh, Yo, yeah, say it. Well, I was going to say is uh, Barry B. Benson's friend who stings the the other dramatic lawyer played by John Goodman. Oh, my God. I think he's pretty normal, too. How can you... John Goodman? No, no. He's a total maniac. Doesn't he run around the courtroom in like a, one of those baby bouncer things? Yes, when he gets when he gets stung and yeah, can't be has doing to deal that. with that. That's John Goodman is in every movie possible. He's everywhere. 
So like, like I think if you looked at his acting credits, I, I'm sure he's been in at least 185 films. I think that sounds about right to me. Yep. And in every one, he's doing something fun. He's doing something yeah. quirky. He's just being silly guy. Have you seen Inside Lewin Davis? Yeah, I love that movie. You know when he's in the back seat and he's like, This would interest you. And he's tapping with his cane. He's yes. a, he's great. Anyway, we're not we're not here to talk about John Goodman. What no. I want to talk about, Chad, is that I want to get back to this twelfth of a teaspoon in their lifetime figure because mm-hmm. I think it's insane if we broaden the scope here and talk about how much a hive is producing in a year. Okay. In a hive, we've got somewhere between fifty and fifty-five thousand bees, which alone, fucking unbelievable. Not a lot of space there. Not a lot of room, but I also don't know how big hives get because, like, if you build, if they're building a hive. You know, when it's like in the in the armpit of like a building's gutter, it's yeah. like that the part that you see isn't the whole thing, right? Like they're like in the wood and shit, right? Right, right. So I don't, it's maybe it's a whole labyrinth in there that I don't know about, and they've got like master suites with you know double sinks or something. It's not a not an open floor plan for sure. No, it's very. Very private. The larvae yeah. are not mixing with the worker bees. There's a very strict hierarchy in the hive. Yeah, 100%. Um, but in a year, they'll produce enough honey to like feed one another, live, survive. Oh, yeah. Other side note. They're not like... They don't live to work. They like have to work as much as they do to survive. They live to play. They live the opposite. They live to work. Um, or they work to live, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but when all this is said and done, the hives are still producing 55 pounds of surplus honey a year, which is what we take. How is that possible? I don't know. Like, it's... I, I don't it's, know. It's unbelievable. Wow. We're so greedy, but but we're. I will challenge you on that. We are not because if we didn't take the surplus honey, the they wouldn't have enough space to unload what the worker bees have been collecting throughout their lifetime. So they need us to get it out. Then I have a completely actually, I have a completely new stance then. Or part of their ecosystem. They should be apologizing to us. They should be thanking us. <laughs> yes. Bowing and yes. Thank you. Thank you for taking what we make. Um, I also learned that the honey is like insulation for the winter because it's so thick. Okay. I could see that. And it retains heat. So they like need it to it's like it's like a magic elixir. It also doesn't go bad. They found honey in King Tut's tomb. That was in good condition. Are you hearing this? Is this getting what was, through you? What was honey made of back then? Just honey? I mean... Okay, here's here's how it works. So glad you asked. <laughs> I, I was like, where does honey come from? I don't know what the hell that shit is. Okay. It's it's the nectar. We can... Everybody learn that in school. You They Please. take the nectar. They, they got the pollen on them. They cross-pollinate. It's very helpful, and we salute you for that. They yes. take the nectar. They bring it back home. And it's still this hot, liquidy, goopy glop. Yep. They put it into the combs. 
and then the wind that is produced by their wings flapping dehydrates the honey so it's like reduced into the like the fundamental sugars Ooh, interesting so it's like if you're like reducing a sauce and like evaporating off all the water they just like naturally do that because they're so busy all the time they gotta freaking go damn okay yeah wow I could see the wheels turning. It's a lot of info. <laughs> the wheels are turning, but they are not on the right spokes. They are just... <laughs> Something's gone off the rails. It's, yeah, it's not good in there. Um, Wow. Okay. Were there They're... beekeepers back then? God, I don't know. Like, what? It... I bet their form of a beekeeper is just like, hey, go in there and grab it. And just Get that sucker. Just Come on. see what happens. Shake it up. Hit it with a bat or a stick or something. Do you were you frolfing with Eamon and I that one time that he went to get his disc in the tree and got like twenty wasp stings on his back? No. That doesn't seem worth it. Probably wasn't, but um Don't hate the player, hate the game. You know the what I mean? So kid, the poor kid. Poor kid. At least he wasn't Ken. He would have died. Who's Ken? In the B movie chat, literally keep your head screwed on. Good heavens. Um, all right, Chad, here's a question for you. Yeah. You, ever get, you ever get sleepy? All the time. Oh, great. Me too. Um, eating honey is a natural way to get an energy boost. Studies have shown that it works best in preventing fatigue and enhancing athletes' performance. Oh! Step aside Gatorade. There's a new player in town. So you're saying that's what's missing from my Monday night volleyball game on the beach routine, is I'm not not soaking my... my... um, my ass in honey. (laughs) (laughs) You're not taking a honey bath before the game, and frankly, it shows. I'm going to eat one peanut butter and honey sandwich before every game now. As you should. It'll boost you right It up. actually, that is a good sandwich. Like, that is just a nice thing to eat. It doesn't miss. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Honey's unreal. Also, uh, do you ever get a cut? Nope. Oh. Well, for any of our listeners, <laughs> uh, honey's an anti- <laughs> microbial agent and can be used effectively on minor burns and scrapes and has been shown to speed the healing of wounds okay it can do anything yeah that yeah wow right uh you know like those people who are like oh i i uh i don't need medicine i have like the energy of the earth and like my my crystals and vibes will save my body mm-hmm Maybe they're onto something with this honey stuff. That's all I'll say. Yeah, you know, remember, you know, any of the things I went through when I was younger medically, they just used honey. <laughs> they just da- they just dabbed it on me and it worked it worked just fine. I mean, yeah, we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk anymore. Talk we about don't a sticky talk anymore. Situation. Oh, sticky. I felt really good about that one coming out. That was good. Um, okay, one final fact that I'll I'll leave you with here. Yeah. 
this will be another quiz. What do oh. you think the name of the um the like the food for the larvae is called within the hive? Um give it your best shot. Larva food. That was your worst shot by far. Yeah, it sucked. Chad, it's called royal jelly. Okay. <laughs> uh I see. Yeah, it's basically bee milk. And they it, they decided that it needed a fancy and delicious name, which honestly, I'd do me a shot of it right now. <laughs> and that's that's not a lie. Pour me a shot of your finest royal jelly, please. <laughs> please. I'm literally so dehydrated. Instead of vodka Red Bull, a vodka a vodka royal jelly. Royal vodka jelly. Mm. That's not just what we need. Be happy, be healthy. <laughs> Is that the Cheerios guy? Yeah. Yeah. Weird that he was, was he just the mascot for Honey Nut Cheerios or was he the mascot for regular Cheerios too? He was both. Yeah, he double dipped. He double dipped for sure. Ain't no honey in the regular ones. No, and I feel like, you know, he was kind of on the cutting edge of that, I think. You know, a dual sponsorship athlete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pay our college athletes. That's what I say. Yep. Yeah. Like, like a, a honey bee. I don't know what his name is. Cardi uh, B. Cardi. <laughs> Buster. Oh, it? it's probably Buzz B. Buzz B. That's probably right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I see no other way that could, you know, that, that could go. be it. So, yeah. To be or not, Buzz B. Chad, will you tell me what the hell we're about to talk about? I will. Okay. It, it lurks deep, <sighs> deep in the water's blue. It's, it's, give it to me. Shape is big and its myths may be true. It is the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, great rhyme. I just, yeah, I just came up with that. I don't know. It wasn't okay, really, really, really good. Uh, you know, I want to talk first about the actual lake itself. Yeah. Loch Ness, lying uh-huh. in the Highland Council area of Scotland. It has the largest volume of fresh water in Great Britain. Okay. It is 23 miles wide. Yeah. Isn't that fucking big? <laughs> I thought it was just a little strip. It's 23 miles across. That is, so it's, it covers overall more than 700 square miles if you include it's the rivers that it leaks out into, but the actual lake part itself is 23 miles. My heavens. So it's, it's quite huge. Um, Lord. No wonder they can't find that thing in there. Um, it's also 788 feet deep. What's going on down there? I, you know what? It's a great question. Um, yeah. So it, that all that all makes sense, I guess, that you wouldn't really know if it's in there or not. Yeah, hard to hard to hard to scope out such a such a mass. But it, it is believed to hold the Loch Ness Monster, nicknamed 
Nessie. Nessie. Nessie, Wessie, Bessie. Lucas, when do you think the first... Yeah, I want to know when this re- all starts. ...reported or written account appeared um, of Nessie? Well, let's think about when pencils were around. Pencils yeah. began to gain popularity after slate and chalk which had to have been 1941 at the height of world war ii so pretty close uh we're talking seventh century oh my god (laughs) around 565 ad geez um by a seventh century biography uh biographer named saint columba He's a saint. He's a saint. Good for him. According to his work, the monster bit a swimmer. Um, Scary. Not good. Bit a swimmer and hold on. Holding. Hold on. Hang on. Where is it? Bit him on his, on the, bit the swimmer on the tuchus? On the hind. Um, bit the swimmer and was prepared. <laughs> this is when you know, like, okay, these guys were just making up shit because it bit a swimmer and was prepared to attack another man when Columba intervened, ordering the beast to go back. <laughs> it obeyed, and over the centuries, only occasional sightings were reported. Wow, is that why he was sainted? It it must be. They were like, God, this guy's great. Yeah, what a legend. <laughs> this guy's so nice. Um, apparently in Scottish folklore, mythical water creatures are like a huge, huge part. And so I think that's why the Loch Ness monster like stays relevant always. Deeply ingrained. Um in 1933, so huge time jump, the the legend of the Loch Ness was growing um right around when when pencils were becoming popular that's right you're on to something so apparently around that time there was a new road adjacent to the lake that was finished and it offered a unobstructed view of the lake um and people started to see a lot of stuff and so the daily mail way back when in 1933 Sure. Commissioned a big game hunter um, <laughs> to locate the Loch Ness Monster, and his name is hilarious. I'm really ready. The big game hunter, Marmaduke Weatherell. <laughs> and he was a and he was a giant dog who caused a lot of mischief. He people believe that this this famous report of his was all a part of a big hoax. Mm. Um, He claimed that along the lake shores, he found large footprints that he believed belonged to a very powerful, soft-footed animal about 20 feet. However, zoologists at the Natural History Museum uh, inspected these tracks and found that they were identical to an umbrella stand or an ashtray that had a hippopotamus leg as a base. 
<laughs> what are you saying to me right now? So you're telling me that he, well, first of all, you're telling me that he was positing that Nessie was getting out of the lock and walking around. This is news to me. A hundred percent. Okay. So let's assume that that's possible. Possible. Yeah. He, the zoologist said, no, you idiot. It's not a mythical creature's footprint. It is clearly an umbrella stand or ashtray that has been affixed to a hippopotamus's foot. I think the hippopotamus leg is more of a stylistic choice. I don't think it's an actual <laughs> leg. <laughs> it's a style of leg. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hippopotamus leg. You get it. You get it. Hippo leg tank, hippo leg bones. No. Hippopotamus leg what? Table? Uh, yeah. I don't want the leg bones. The leg bones connected no, to dude. the... I searched hippopotamus <laughs> leg table, and I got tables with the hippopotamus as its base. Oh, what the fuck? I'm sure that it's not this, but All right. every, everything I'm looking at. Oh, pictures of Fiona, the baby hippo. <laughs> Fiona! Ah, great. Uh, okay, so the zoologist and Marmaduke McGuffin, or whatever his name was, both idiots. Both dumb, both stupid, both special. Mm. Both very, very special. Yes, um, that was the, f- uh, the first real big attempt, I think, to actually find this guy um there were a bunch of you know news reports around that where like people claimed to be taking photographs um people thought they were seeing crazy marine reptiles that went extinct like millions of years ago um this whole new like monster hunter job was fashion just to handle this was on the rise it, i mean nice. just I crazy like that so much so much scottish pride has come from this i have to imagine so much i think it's a very and again the scottish love their mythical water creatures i guess yeah you said you said that before do you have any others uh yeah yeah sure yeah uh, there's like a water horse. Oh, like the movie. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was just about the Loch Ness monster. Um, it it might be, I guess. The, the water horse. Yeah, there's there's so many. There's um the selkies, which are shape shifting seals. They're they're like a a mermaid type. Beautiful. That's pretty fun. Um, there are not very creative, but there are kelpies, and those are a water spirit that preys on unsuspecting travelers. So people were just like they were just like sick, right? And we're seeing stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at these, and I'm just like, whoever came up with this is just just absolutely fucked in the head. Um. How about okay? 
so this the the moreg um is a creature that doesn't plot to kill you like a kelpie does but seeing her is a bad omen and that is very the the moreg looks a lot like what you think the loch ness monster looks like mm. it's like a black um, cat crossing yes. your path did it's... you say sorry if we could circle back for yeah. a second yeah, yeah, yeah. did you say plot to kill you yeah the kelpies um Yes. Just reading this story, my God, the, the <laughs> really tales of the tales of Kelpie are so scary. Um, yeah, it's a water spirit that, again, preys on travelers, and once it finds its prey, a Kelpie demon leaves its watery home, transforms into a a white horse, and um, they will tease you with a kind and gentle nature and convince you to jump on their back and once you do its magical hide grips onto you and it will drag you into the water and drown you and that's just one that's... thing wow i feel like scottish people got to be just generally more careful around white horses then here's what i'm going to say the scottish people were around way too much water like we thought we had a lot of water growing up, but these people had so much vast water to look at that they just came up with the craziest shit that could be in there. Do yourself a favor and just look up the Mester Stewart worm. I don't the, how do you, how do you expect me to even search something that's spelled like that? <laughs> M-E-S-T-R S-T-O-O-R worm. M-E-S-T-R? T-E-R. Okay. Mester Stewart worm. I don't know. Oh, it's so big. A uh -huh. gigantic evil serpent. Yes. Capable of contaminating plants and destroying animals and humans with its putrid breath. Yes. Dude, I've met a couple people like that. Seriously. Seriously. You know who you are. <laughs> There's a story about a a Mester Stewart worm who was attacking a a an ancient kingdom um and there was a wizard the ruler didn't know what to do so he consulted a wizard who said smart. that smart. to keep the worm from destroying towns and villages they should offer him seven virgins as a meal mm. and so every seventh day of the week at dawn the hungry creature devoured poor girls <sighs> girls only i guess um but that wasn't enough and it kept attacking settlements the um but found and then the king found out that the only true way to get rid of it was to sacrifice the fairest maiden in the kingdom which would be the king's daughter obviously oh my god what a twist i was not ready for that one um yeah the king used a <laughs> the king had a sword it was called the sicker snapper yeah that's like something from alice in wonderland and a and a hero boy saved the day and his name was assy paddle chad which meant the cinder lad <laughs> and he killed the stewer worm 
he liberated uh, he liberated the people from the terror of the sea dragon. We all have Asipatl to thank for that because Asipatl. If that thing started reproducing, there's no telling if we would even be around anymore. No. Basically, it, you got to give it up to the Scottish people for having just the craziest mythical stuff. I mean, and, and names, first of all. Well, here's here's my thing with an assy paddle. You're killing this giant worm. You just let it float to the bottom of the lock. I yeah, I didn't really. Up a, Put up a freaking bust like it's a, an elk, you know? Seriously. Come on. I want to see a store worm bust. I guess um, the... Oh, my God. Um, okay, apparently in at the end of their battle, Assy Paddle watched... The injured sea serpent shoot its tongue and grasp hold of one of the horns of the moon. Um, then the tongue slipped and fell with such a force that it made a rift in the earth. And it thrashed in agony. And its fangs fell out and that created a few aisles. Oh. 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 And then it took its last breath, curled up, and its body created Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. Wow. That would make sense. Yeah. It's a very very uneven surface. So many scales and such. Sure. Good point about that. And if it's a sea dragon, aren't there a bunch of volcanoes on Iceland? Fire alert. (laughs) Good point. Fair point. Bet bet Assy Paddle didn't think about that. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to prop up his story. I feel like not enough people are giving it credit these days. No, that's fair. we didn't learn about Assy Paddle in school. Nope. Nope. We learned about JFK. <laughs> not as cool a guy, because he didn't even slay a dragon. And he didn't even have a sword called a um a sicker snapper. Sicker snapper. And God if he did, maybe we'd be thinking of him differently. Well, we deviate away from the Loch Ness, but basically all you need to know is that no one's really seen it. But the closest research we have is scientists think it might be a really big eel if it is real. <laughs> or or someone has played a hilarious prank by using a severed hippopotamus leg and a bunch of umbrella stands. We're gonna talk about curling. Curling. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of unintentional. Well, completely unintentional. But another Scottish topic. Yes. A Scotsman. This is our this is our Scottish heritage episode. That's right. And this I'm one goes. Not... <laughs> this one goes out to Shrek and uh, the working class the working class Scotsman that Mike Myers based his performance on. Yes. Yes. Whoever you are. If your name's Assy Paddle, which it likely is, we see you mm-hmm. and we respect you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, gotta say, in the background of this call, there have been about seventeen fire trucks that have taken off. Don't know what's going on. Is it by me? Doesn't seem good. Are they on their way to you? Can you hear are, them? Are they on your end or my end? Oh, they're on my end. Okay. 
I'm looking out at him right here. Oh God. Through the foliage. I hope all of our brave, our brave Americans are safe tonight. <laughs> I thought this was our Scottish here at the gym. <laughs> Hope the brave Scotsman. Both our brave Americans are saying that was funny. Um, so curling, Chad. Yep, is a game of etiquette. It is a game of respect and of manners. Yeah, that's clear. And in in no other sport. Have I, well, I guess this is true in some other sports. You know how, like, at the beginning of soccer games, the two captains will, like, exchange flags? Yeah. And they, like, they do the soccer handshake where they just grab each other's hands really quick and then let go. Yep. Which sounds like a handshake, but yeah. for those of you who can't see, I'm doing a cool <laughs> a cool thing that's different. Man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, But uh, before each curling match... It's traditional for both teams to send, or well, they'll all they'll all do this, and they'll shake hands and say "good curling" before the game begins. Because if they said bad curling, that wouldn't be fair to anyone. That would be incredibly frowned upon. Yeah, you are not to celebrate another team's misfortune. You are not to celebrate your own good fortune. Mm. Certainly. Excuse me. You're certainly not to heckle, <laughs> or no, sorry. There's a car. There's a car honking. I thought you could hear it. Uh, no, uh, that's okay. No heckling of yep. any kind. Can you hear that one? Nope. It's a lot going on outside. <laughs> um, you're supposed to just keep it chill, keep it tight. Yeah. Hat tip. Mustache twirl, that's all fine. But you can't say that throw sucked ass, you know? Well, then, I tell you what, you would not be good to curl with. I love to say that that, that rock sucks ass. Or that, that throw was throw. ass. I'm always saying that. That's right. You are. Um, so you'll either say good cur- curling or you'll say have a pleasant game. Uh, and then it's also traditional for the winning team to buy the losing team a drink after the game. Isn't that nice? That's not only nice. That's proper good. It's proper good, isn't it? Um, and then even at the highest levels of play, players are expected to call their own fouls. It's just a really wholesome, respectful game. Wow, that is remarkably respectful. I feel like it's not every day that you can um, have that kind of environment in a in a sport setting. No, um, yeah, these these folks really know how to treat each other, um, and they congratulate each other for good shots. So it's it's all positive. So good shots, applause. Strong sweeping, applause. Even and this is straight from the. World Curling Federation. You will applaud for spectacular form. Wow. So, I don't know what the repercussions are. Maybe it's like a spank on the bare bottom. Disbarment? What'd you say? Disbarment? Disbarment. Does that mean you're banned? Yeah. See ya!
You're out of here. You sound like a Super Smash Bros. character when you do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Link. Yeah. The um, I don't know if you've seen, but the new uh, Zelda game is out. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it, and everyone is imitating the sounds that Link makes, <laughs> and it's all either. <laughs> it's just so funny i just don't understand how you can listen to that for so long people have been playing it for like hours wouldn't that just grind your gears a little when was the last time you did something for hours on end it's it's been it's been a minute my attention span has been ruined horrifically by the digital age zero Is zero zero to none yeah I literally do 7,000 small tasks a day. I can't do three or four for many hours. I hear you there. It's one, not thing easy. I, one thing I could do for hours is curling. And let That's me tell you, right, baby. Here's the only instance where you can celebrate with enthusiasm. Well, if you make a good shot, what you can do is you can nod to your teammate. You can fist bump. And give him a thumbs up, but nothing, nothing flashier than that. Okay, all right. Just to be reserved, modest, stoic. Unless you win the final match of a major tournament, okay, and then you can get down and dirty on the ice. All right, uh, but not at the expense of the other team. There's no flipping of the bird. No shouting suck my sack at the other team can't do that <laughs> that's frowned upon <laughs> first of all not an option sorry nope uh it's very limiting for some people sometimes you know like how teams will have like the pest the irritant not in curling the uh the, the pat bev if you will the pat bev it's all just stand-up folks this makes so much sense the fact that there's like like half of the US curling team is from Duluth. Like that all checks out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like probably just in it for the obligatory drink afterwards. For sure. For it's sure. All about building community over a pint, you know. Can't we say all they say about a pint? <laughs> Thank you to our Scottish brothers and sisters. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> And we hear you. We hear you. All the way from the bottom of Loch Ness Lake. <laughs> Loch Ness Lock, you goofball. <laughs> Fuck! Dang. Um, so as we've said before, you can't throw off another player, negative comment, distraction, or heckling. And it's not uncommon for a team to concede a match after it believes it no longer has any hope of winning. And it's not frowned upon. There's no stigma around that. If you're like there's no way we come back from this. That's that's fine. Wow. You, you just got to own up to that. Wow. You can just huh. end it right there. I I can now see why like you don't really have to be like I mean, this might sound mean, but like you don't have to be the most athletic person of all time to be a curler. You just got to have a good attitude. Absolutely not. You just have to have a good attitude. You have to have a good attitude and flexible hips because boy, do those suckers get low. Oh, baby. 
Oh man, they're almost just absolutely laying down on the ice. The sweeping, the sweeping is ferocious. Yeah. Absolutely ferocious. Almost as quick as a bee's wing flap. Wow. Is that wow. true? Called a callback. It's so quick it could evaporate honey water. Which isn't that important, I guess. It's actually very important. Okay, look at this I, honey, but, um, I learned that the sweeping is not too uh well it first it speeds up the velocity of the stone or i guess it doesn't speed it up but it doesn't slow it down as quickly okay it reduces friction but it also you know how sometimes they'll let it go and they'll like twist it a little bit oh yeah spin yeah and it's curling (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you sweep apparently it reduces the friction and it won't curl as much and it'll go straighter okay it's a it's a game of an incredible finesse and decorum it's kind of like euchre you ever played euchre i have played euchre i um if seamus zinc is ever listening to this yes i will play your euchre tournament just stop hounding me about it please send me an invite please i'll fly to chicago for it (laughs) fly for some euchre um it sounds sounds delightful to me i've played euchre a few times Lots of decorum in that game. Yep. Lots of hat yep. tipping. Yep. Deck sliding. Deck sliding. And it's and it's all about respect. You know? Decor- decorum. Decorum. I will have decorum. Yes, I will. I will have Oda. Was, um, that, a, was that an Emperor Palpatine impression? I don't think so. I think it's just the black hood that I have on. It's throwing you off. It is. Yeah, it's a statement. It's getting, it's getting to you. It's getting to you real. It's coming, coming real <laughs> deep, Shrek. Uh, here's another thing that I will say. Yep. The teams are typically named after the captain. So what? it would be Team Faust or Team Johnson. <laughs> Which honestly, it kind of feels at odds to the, with the whole, like, we're all just here to have a good time because you can't be like, well, you have to, the team has to be named after me. Yeah, that, I don't really like that. Seems a um, I mean, you know, some of our greatest teams in sports history aren't named for one person. Chicago Bulls. Can't argue with that. Named after Bull Durham. Um, the, uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors. Named after... Assy Paddle, the greatest Paddle, the greatest warrior. Scottish warrior. Yes, of course. Um, the New York Yankees, named after Yankee Doodle, of course. Doodle Dandy, Yankee Doodle hmm. Macaroni. Seems like I'm. I've got some holes in my in my thesis here. Um, so. What What's the deal with Yankee Doodle? He's dandy. Was he a respectable lad in his time? Well, anyone who puts a something on what does he put on his head? Uh, a feather in his cap. Something he called stuck, something a, stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. macaroni. There it is. Why so the fuck would he call it macaroni? Just, yeah, a, is he just a question. The, is he calling the feather macaroni or the cap? I I think he's calling the creation in general macaroni. macaroni. Yeah. yeah he, he doesn't sound well. No. 
that's kind of his whole, de- whole deal is being unwell. I can't think of any other learics than that. Um, Mickey Doodle went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his throat and called it macaroni. What's after that? Is that it? Da, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. But I don't know. <laughs> what the? Da, 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 da. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Got it. It's nice that he has a pony. That, I mean, that's a plus. Maybe it's also called macaroni. Maybe that's his thing is anything that he identifies is called macaroni. He just, he has no, there is no written word or language to express his feelings. He knows he's come up with very few things. And he he just labels them as some deep Italian pasta. (laughs) He heard that once in his travels, and he's like, that's all I got to go off of. That's good enough for me. It's a tremendously fun word to say. Tremendously so. Um, that's God, that looks good. Um, Chad's just pulled out a deflated <laughs> balloon animal dog. It looks like that... he's lost all air in his back legs, the poor guy. Shout out, Rachel. Looks really good. Yeah. It's quite... And you, oh, the rubber, <laughs> the rubber nipple at the end of the dog. Oh, man. Really it doesn't get better man. than that. How many times um, has the U.S. curling team uh, uh, won it all? Am I guessing this or are you, are you asking? I don't have the answer to this. I don't know. What even is it all? I'm just asking a question. <laughs> Can't we settle this over a pint? USA curling team. Uh, USA curling team or like USA curling scream so true Um, I don't know Chad that's fair we lost to Britain in 2018 which I think would include the Scots right if we lost to Britain that means we got a we got a feather in our cap macaroni town that's right. Population us. Stuck a feather in his cap and yeah. lost to Great Britain. I'll never forget that. Sucks. God, it sucks so hard. Um, that's kind of all I got, Chad. Any any final thoughts here? Yeah, I just think, you know, we should probably approach every sport like we approach curling, you know, with decorum and class, mm. and love for our brothers and sisters of Scotland. Yes. Um, yeah, that's kind of my big thing on it. Yeah, and a happy Scottish heritage episode. That's right. That's all. right. Memorial Day weekend is really all about the Scotsman. Yep. Yep. And the and the one way we know how to celebrate is to do incredibly cursory research <laughs> and talk about the spank worm or whatever it's called. The spank worm. And the sister, the sister, the sister, sister sketch. (laughs) And his sword, which is called a sister sketch. You know, sometimes when, when I'm in a place and someone's like, should we listen to this, this, and this? And I get my like second wave of like, (laughs) uh, what? And then someone (laughs) in the group goes, what's that? And then I'm like, oh boy, now I have to explain I'm just like, get with the times, you know? Like, we're literally on Spotify for podcasts. Literally, we're Spotify for podcasters. Shout out, Spotify. Thanks for making this collab happen. Um, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't know each other without you. 
No. And we sure wouldn't be able to keep whatever we have left alive, which is it's diminishing by the day. It is. We're we're Um, like we're like worker bees out here. Oh my god. We've only got one month left of our little stingers. It's worked or dead. I'm just saying, we saw him over such a period of time. He should look like his father, don't you think? Like we didn't see an age aging process with Barry. No. And we also saw like post trial he has like a flower shop which has got to take a while to open up you know there's there's licenses there's you know zoning, like zoning laws right flowers How are you getting those i mean that's the one thing that we can count on him to get i will yeah. say flowers Z-ow. well to our party people we appreciate you listening um just know that you know we're not there with you but we are there with you in spirit um thinking if, b thinking b, b thinking buzz, b buzz 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 buzz, buzz.